on this episode of Hit the Deck. No fewer than 50 NHLers are joining forces to raise money for a boys and girls club in Ontario. Hall oh, yeah. So a couple of hundred people showed up at the Taylor Hall Charity Ball Hockey Tournament, something that they'll remember for the rest of their lives, and I think you just have to be hooked on hockey if you're going to be playing with, I mean, superstar NHL players. And if you're a kid in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, the police are writing you a ticket to play hockey. They are in their uh, 32nd season, and its sign-ups have just begun. This is going to be another slight deviation from the topic at hand. Uh, what else is new? I know. But what the deuce is with beaver and penguin? Plus, the granddaddy of ball hockey is showing all us whippersnappers how it's done. The godfather of ball hockey, if you will, with the Myluck Youth Cup ball hockey tournament. I'm going to put on a tourney. You can't refuse. <laughs> yep. On the day of, uh, of the Godfather's Ball Hockey Tournament, he can't refuse any promise. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Game on! Welcome to episode 147 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey, and sneakers... And you know how it's been. It's been a week. I always say it's been a week because it has been a week, but you know that and you don't need to hear it from me every week. Week. So that that's that that intro is pretty weak, I have to say. <laughs> that's a bad pun. Get ready for those because, uh, <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, so yeah, uh, rather than belabor the point about seven days and such and whatnot, I will simply say that uh, we will jump straight into tonight's starting lineup so you know who is talking at you. So for tonight's starting lineup, in goal as ever, I am number 35, your American Rhino, Gary McComiskey, and of course, my beleaguered co-host. On defense number four, I'm James Sejazy. How you doing, James? Well, like I was telling you off air, uh, for the WWE fans out there, I feel like Seth Rollins to lunkhead Brock Lesnar throwing him all over the place. Um, not doing too well. How about yourself? Mm, I feel like I feel like Bray Wyatt, who uh, occasionally turns into the Fiend. I have no idea what to expect of myself for the next however long this podcast is. All right. So hopefully that means it's going to be a good one. We shall see. We shall see. So, um, has anything happened to you this week that's worth talking about? Well, um, fortunately, not much good, but at least I could live vicariously through the New York Mets. That's going well. Uh, in terms of deck hockey, I, I think we brought it up in our last episode of the uh, Raleigh Street Hockey League Summer Shootout, so that was really cool to follow along with. And then we have a couple of topics that we'll get into in a minute in this very podcast. Yeah, the RSHL was fun. If you have not checked that out, you can head over to their YouTube channel, which is Raleigh Street Hockey League. Very easy to remember. And uh, you can check out the videos that Daniel Wilson has posted. Now, contrary to their usual format for these tournaments, there is no A division. There are two B divisions and two C divisions, but nary an A division in sight. So you can go over and, and you can check those out and you can see the results of, of some really, really intense, well-played games. And uh, you can not be confused or forlorn for thinking that you might be missing something because you aren't. It's all there. And they even have some bonus shootouts that they conducted 
this uh, this year, this summer, this uh, this time out. So not 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 time out because we're going to keep talking at you. But this time out that they went and they did and they shot out in the summer <laughs> in Raleigh, but not really because it was Greensboro. <laughs> We're from New York, so, uh, you know, people are very self-centered around here. But if you're listening, hopefully, uh, all over the world, we'd much appreciate it. But uh, anyway, being in New York, our world is very small. So if it's from North or South Carolina, we're like, okay, whatever. Close enough. (laughs) North or West Carolina. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, so that was the summer shootout, and you can go and check that out. And we will have more on that tournament for you down the road. So you can look forward to that. But uh, for now, you can just prep yourself. And, you know, even if you're not prepping in anticipation of a future podcast or what have you, you can you can just enjoy it. Because if you like watching hockey, this is some great hockey, some really intense. Man, I, I James, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch any of the games yet, but I've had a chance to watch all of them by this point. And there are some like some snipes and some really crazy moments that happen in this tournament. So if just if you're a fan of watching hockey at all, go check this out. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Looking forward to it. Of course, the great play-by-play of Daniel Wilson and the great play of the participants as well. It never disappoints. The RSHL is always great, and we really appreciate how they do such a wonderful job with the uh, audio and video too, where it's, it's really top-notch. And uh, exactly, in the summertime, if you're just jonesing for that uh, hockey stuff, nothing better than deck hockey. Yeah, if you need a fix, <laughs> you go get you some. And yes, as you said, Daniel Wilson provided all the commentary and all the uh, video. He, he does it simultaneously, which you know if you listen to the podcast where we interviewed him. But yeah, it's, it's really a credit to him for being able to get all this done and turn around the production and get it up so quickly. Hey, did our good pal Kevin Frost, did he play this time or was he still reffing? Did you see any of that? Yes, to all of those questions. Oh, great. I mean, I don't want to, I'll get into it more when we we get into the tournament in more detail down the road, as I said. But yes, Kevin Frost made numerous appearances on my computer screen. Excellent. There's something else to look forward to. Thank you. Sure. And the, uh, as you said, James, the Mets have been on quite a tear, not not that this is a Mets podcast or a baseball podcast, but, you know, if you're a longtime listener, you know what you're getting here. There there are no surprises there. Yeah, uh, it's just so hard to be positive and, and look for good things to say. So I just had to scratch and claw. And uh, yeah, yes, this is a ball hockey podcast. I thank you for reminding me of that, but I just had to bring up something that wasn't depressing. So that, the Mets are, are, are one of the good things. So the Mets have been slapping some of them balls over the wall. That's right. Yeah. Record pace. Yeah. They're, well, I always get a little nervous when they start hitting home runs because I know eventually they're going to stop, but you know, it's fun while it lasts. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we're all about uh, knocking a ball around here and there an orange one preferably, but yes, that's the weird thing about the evolution of this year's baseball MLB season anyway is that it is reacting like one of those extra bouncy deck hockey balls which drives us nuts especially for a goalie and a defenseman when you're trying to wrangle in those things and it's like it's quote-unquote juiced it's no fun indeed you got to ice those things down or put them in the humidor or something (laughs) yes or both preferably (laughs) 
And on another kind of off the wall subject, there was a few years ago when we were playing in, in one of our games and someone came out with a, like a multicolor ball and it was really sticky and heavy. I don't remember what time of year it was. If it was, I don't think it was the winter. I think it may have been the fall. But personally for me, I don't know what that ball was, but it just, it felt too sticky and, and uncontrollable and I hate it to death. So uh, if anybody's listening out there and, and you come across me in competition, you drop one of those stupid balls on on, on the ground and, and try and play deck hockey. Um, yeah, that's, that's not going to go well for me. I believe that was my ball, actually. It came in a pack of, I forget if it was Milek or Franklin balls. I think it was Franklin. And they were officially licensed by the NHL, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely I'd say it was Franklin. It wasn't Milek. I don't know what the NHL was trying to pull there, but maybe they, they were encouraging us to play the ice hockey version of the game. But for me, no bueno. I would just like to say that as a hockey podcaster, I would discourage any listeners from putting their balls in a humidor or freezing them. And definitely don't do both. Yes, that's uh, it's a, that, that's a bad idea. <laughs> but speaking of bouncing off the walls, James, I've been playing the Spider-Man game. I mentioned this. I'm Well, I alluded to it when we were talking about Spider-Man last week when we were, you know, keeping our guest waiting. But since we have no guest this week and, you know, we we <laughs> we have to talk about something. I, I, I just would like to add that I have been playing the Spider-Man game, the Insomniac game that came out last year. I it I have it for PS4. I don't know if it's an exclusive or if it also came out for Xbox One, but uh, I I have it as I said for PS4, and it's it's so much fun. It's such a fun game, James. And I think you as a Spider-Man fanatic would get so much out of it because there's a lot of things that like Peter collects. Like one of the things that you do, one of the collectibles in the game that you go around the town of New York City, of Manhattan, the island of Manhattan, you swing around looking for is backpacks that in the kind of story of the game, he has left scattered around the city and forgotten about from, from his previous exploits. And there's a lot of things in there that seem like they're references to things that I don't really get, but are probably like memorable things that happened in the comics. So... You know, that's uh, that that alone is probably worth it for a fan of the, you know, the Spider-Man franchise. But the gameplay is so much fun. It's basically Arkham Um, Spider-Man. If you're familiar with the Batman Arkham games, it's the same like fighting style and just swinging through New York City carefree willy nilly is uh, is just so much fun. And there's so many different suits that you can unlock. And yeah, it's 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 great. It's. A lot of fun. I wish so, I had a PlayStation 4. Yeah. So that's that's my recommendation. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, let's see. Anything else interesting worth mentioning? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm going day by day to think if there was anything that, that I should talk about. No, I can't think of anything. I think I'm ready to move on. Oh, one thing before. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. Go ahead. Speaking of NHL and offseason and stuff like that. Do the it, baby. Tampa Bay Lightning have done it to the Rangers again. I don't no. Know if you, if you've, yes, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, Shattenkirk, yes. who was our defenseman for a couple of seasons, yes. has 
they the Rangers cut him or put him on waivers or whatever, they, and they bought out his contract. That's what. Thank you. And and guess who? Tampa Bay, where all the old Rangers go, mm-hmm. took him right up. And uh, and and he said that he's leaving with a chip on his shoulder. So we have an extra target on our backs. Do the uh, well. I guess the Rangers, not us, but I was going to say the Ranger fans, but um, we have nothing to do with it. But anyway, uh, I was really upset to see that, and uh, it seemed to be a pretty decent off season for the Rangers up until then, so hopefully they know something that we don't, but um, maybe they pulled a trick on Tampa for taking all of our old defensemen and, and captains and such. Now, James, can you, uh, I mean, you may not know, but I get confused trying to remember what the rules are when players get bought out and released and stuff from from sport to sport and league to league when a player gets bought out in the nhl i know that half of their cap hit continues to be applied to the team that bought them out for the duration of their contract but in terms of money so is it a case where the rangers are still paying him the full amount of his buyout and he's additionally getting a salary from the tampa bay lightning for whatever they signed him for I, yeah, I, I can't answer that definitively. I I guess no, but I don't. As a fan, I try not to pay attention to all that stuff, and maybe I'm not as big a fan as, as I should be. That's really, I like the game and, and the purity of that. I just, I can't follow all that stuff. I mean, it, we're talking about dollars that I'll never see in my entire life. So I don't, I don't waste my time looking at it. So I apologize. I can't answer that question definitively. I'm sorry. Dear listener, if you are someone who is well-versed in the financial dealings of the null, please, please let us know because I don't know anything. And James clearly is, is struggling a little bit with this as well. Please tell us what, what, what are the cap implications and, and the monetary implications of a buyout when the player gets signed by another team? Inquiring us wants to know. <laughs> and if you want to buy us out, you know. <laughs> we're for sale yeah yeah we have no pride we have no shame <laughs> no reasonable offer will be declined <laughs> we like to eat yeah so you know we're, we're easy <laughs> uh all right sorry uh, no that's all right our credibility can be yours Jeez. all right well you know, now that we've finished abasing ourselves before our listeners, uh, shall we move on or is there anything else you wanted to cover? Yeah, I, again, I, I apologize for uh, sidetracking us there for a few moments. No, no, that's fine. All right. Well, in that case, I will put it back to you, James. You can do your penance here on the <laughs> podcast uh, by telling us, if you would, please, what is on deck for this podcast? Yes, sir. Thank you. All of a guy. This one's for Superfan Sue. NJ Devil Great Taylor Hall hosted his sixth annual deck hockey tournament in Kingston, Ontario on July 20th. Yeah, NHLers are that amazing. Palomine. Pottstown, PA Police Athletic League has opened registration for its 32nd season of ball hockey. If you're between the ages of kindergarten to eighth grade and are in the area, Hurry and sign up by August 31st, or else find yourself in the worst penalty box of all. And Milex Cup runneth over. For the eighth time, legendary deck hockey company Milex held the five-day Milex Youth Cup Ball Hockey Tournament in its backyard of Massachusetts from July 31st through August 4th. The American Rhino and I have some of the highlights for you. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. 
You're welcome. So, okay, a couple of things. One, for this Milek tournament, what color are the balls that they're using? Orange. <laughs> are you sure? From the following the um, pictures on Facebook and uh, Twitter, um, you know, I'm not seeing one picture. Oh, wait, that's a, nope, I don't see one picture of a fuck. <laughs> so it could be multicolored. Oh, boy. I'm still I, saying it's orange. <laughs> I don't think it likely, but in the absence of proof to the contrary, it could be. You got to be kidding me. I'm going through all the pictures right now. Oh, okay, there's so, one. Okay, there, there's an orange one. Okay, good. All right, all right. I'll all give right. it to you then. <laughs> I was starting to think some kind of secret agent had, had initiated some kind of vast conspiracy to prevent you from knowing what color the balls that they used in this tournament were. Listen, man, the day I've been having, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. And also, I have to ask, James, just out of curiosity, yeah. uh, for for the Taylor Hall tournament that he hosted in Ontario, is he from Ontario or does he just happen to like Kingston a lot? As a matter of fact, he grew up in Calgary. And huh. uh, yeah, uh, I'm not very good at geography, so I cheated and, and looked online. And um... Calgary is in Alberta. I only know that because that's where Bret Hart is from. Yes. Yes. Very good. And yes, I, I do love Mr. Hart as well. And Theo Fleury was one of my all-time favorite players. So I did know that Calgary was in the you know Pacific Northwest, I believe that's uh, they refer to it as. I don't know. That's beyond my, my skills. I, mean, I never heard Howard Finkel announce Bret Hart as being from the Pacific Northwest. So... That I cannot attest to. I will trust you when you say that. Uh, at Calgary, Alberta is as far as I go. I'm pretty sure that's in Canada, and that's the extent of my geographic knowledge of up north. Yes, yeah, so we could definitely agree on that, and, and I've been striking out and, and fanning left and right all day, so don't take my word for it, unlike good old LeVar Burton. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, so I do know that Calgary is, is way west, as you said, and Kingston is way east. <laughs> so in Jamaica. Jamaica, man. Well, there is a Kingston, New York, right? J Jamaica, Queens. Uh, that I cannot attest to. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, there, there's a Kingston, Ontario, which if you're familiar with the area is really pretty close to New York State, uh, just north of it, I believe. But anyway, the, the, the fact is that they're on two opposite coasts of Canada. So how Taylor Hall... I don't know. He said that he spent his teenage years there in the Boys and Girls Club of Kingston. But I mean, that's pretty much as far as you can go from your hometown in the same country. I wonder if it was some kind of developmental league that he played in. I'd imagine so, because he was so young when he made it to the NHL to begin with. Mm. But, um, you know, going back and forth and I guess being in New Jersey now and I, the, the devil scare me. Speaking of offseason, boy, I mean, they got Taylor Hall now there for about his third season, I believe. He'll be a third full season with the Devils, and now they have one of the best defensemen in the game uh, to join him. So, and they have a pretty darn good goalie too. So I think uh, Superfan Sue, she probably is uh, licking her chops for the beginning of the NHL season, which will be here pretty soon, believe it or not, because uh, about a month away are the uh, the preseason games will start up. So anyway, so Mr. Hall, in the meantime, yeah, has. Uh, has not forgotten his roots, as we've said this about NHLers all the time. It's, it's incredible how they always give back and how generous they are. Let me tell you something, James. 
If Superfan Sue is licking her chops over anything, it's the upcoming Loki series on the Disney streaming service. Oh, excuse me. She's got no time for the devils when there's Tom Hiddleston to be mooned over. Well, good. I'm glad that she has a lot on her plate, deservedly so. Uh, she just went to see ABBA or something I saw on Facebook. She's, she's, she's doing well. She's, she's good. She's keeping up. Awesome. Very good. <laughs> Love you, Sue. Yes, we do. All right. Anyway, so what's, what's, what's happening? What else were we talking about? Taylor Hall. Yes. The yes. boys and girls show the, the tournament thing. Yeah. All right. Oh, yep. I'm, I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm, I'm on the same page. Uh, the, I, the train's back on the tracks. All right. So a couple of hundred people showed up at the Taylor Hall Charity Ball Hockey Tournament, and there were 50 5-0 other NHL players that showed up, too, to join in the fun. Wow. Is, yes, that, that's just amazing, because Taylor Hall has always been one of the best players in the game since he's been in the league. He's a young guy and uh, a joy to watch. Unfortunately, he's in the Rangers division, so... It's kind of hard to, to see him beat us and, and so on and so forth. But really, other than that, just speaking as, a, as an NHL fan, he, he, he's one of the best. Uh, and, and to get 50 of his buddies to come out and play ball hockey with young kids, an opportunity that, I mean, how rare can it get? Something that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. And I think you just have to be hooked on hockey if you're going to be playing with, I mean, superstar NHL players. Do we know if those were all current players or if that included former players as well? I'd imagine there would be some former players too because that's how good-hearted NHL players are. And maybe there were some local people from uh, the Kingston area or Ontario, maybe even from Calgary, maybe a Jersey Devil or two. You know, they're that cool and, and generous. I mean, we were talking about Gordie Howe a few podcasts ago. Was the Jersey up. Devil there? I don't know. I did not look at footage or, or see footage of it, but I I would be surprised if he weren't. I would be surprised if Gritty wasn't lurking in the tree line. There's something. That I wouldn't put that past Gritty, especially if it's a rival in the uh, division, too. So, you know. How many did you say were there, James? Well, there were 50 NHL players and uh, about a few hundred people that showed up, all told. 50? 5 0. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I've always loved that song. It is a fantastic song. I have been butchering that song for many, many, many years. Uh, sorry to bring back another sport to this, but growing up as a Met fan, I remember Sid Fernandez came out to that theme song, the, the Hawaii Five O theme song, because he ah, yes. was Hawaiian. I don't remember Benny Agbayani, however, coming out to that theme song. But it, it is, it's such an awesome song. It really gets you going. Yeah, it's a classic. Sid Fernandez also wore number 50 in yep. honor of the state of Hawaii. Yep, yep. I do not remember what Benny Agbayani wore. Yes, you do. Was it also 50? Yes, it was. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Great. <laughs> ben, ben, well done. Yes, excellent. Good, good. Yes, quite, quite. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yes. 
And so to go with those 5-0 NHL players, there were 30 teams that competed in the uh, Taylor Hall Charity Ball Hockey Tournament. And all the funds raised went directly to the Boys and Girls Club of Kingston and the area. And also that all told, over $100,000 have been raised by Mr. Hall. And I don't know if that was all from that one tournament or if it's just a yearly thing that he does. But really incredible work, great stuff. And well done, Taylor Hall. Hey, a hundred grand. That's not nothing. <laughs> no, it's not. I'd happily, well, I mean, this is for charity. I'd say I'd happily take that as a salary, but from a legitimate source, not from skimming off the top of the poor, hungry, lonely, or whatever, downtrodden children. That's just not, I'm not sure. a politician. <laughs> sure. That That's the stuff of, like, cartoon villains. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's like Annie territory right there. Yeah. And no matter how badly life has beat me up like a lunkhead Lesnar. I am not going to turn to an evil crud. It's just not going to happen. You'd have to start wearing suits and chomping cigars and, you know, basically making money deals. And I don't know, just you'd have to grow a mustache to twirl. Yes. And I never understood that either about bad guys that they always laugh. And you figure that they're such miserable, horrible people, but they're always laughing. So go figure. Well, I guess you find your joy wherever you can. Did you did you see Santa Claus the movie? Did you was that something that you watched growing up? I actually read the book and I well, I have a bad memory for the movie because I wasn't feeling I'd get sick around every Christmas time because of uh-huh. allergies or whatever the case was. But I do remember watching some of the movie and then I, I didn't finish watching it because I got sick. So uh, I I no, I'm sorry. Uh it's know. okay. I was just in that movie John Lithgow played such an cartoonishly evil villain he was the ceo of a toy company that like filled their toys with broken glass and asbestos because it saved money and you know he could make money off of the injuries and plights of children so you know that it's like that kind of cartoonishly evil it was a reference point i was hoping to make but given that you haven't seen it or, or don't remember it. It really was just a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, well, I apologize for being a horrible teammate and even worse co-host. So no, I'm no, you're not, fine. I'm not doing well tonight. I'm you're allowed I'm gonna, to not watch things. Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to go in the penalty box after this. So I apologize. Ah, uh, so. Speaking of penalty boxes, a little tongue in cheek there about the uh, Potsdam PA Police Athletic League. No, you will not be going to prison if you don't sign up for the ball hockey league if you're in the area just a little joke there but uh we have mentioned the Potsdam PA PAL deck hockey league in the past and it's one of the best leagues out there and again as we were saying about Taylor Hall and and the beauty of deck hockey is that it's great for kids to participate and learn the sport and Potsdam has gotten that down for the last 32 years plus so they are in their uh, 32nd season, and its signups have just begun. So at the recording of this podcast, you have till the end of this month, that's August 31st, to sign up. And we will have links for you if you're interested. If you're in Potsdam, PA, you probably already know it too. And it's such a bargain, $75 for players up to the age of 18 to play an entire season of ball hockey. And there are three divisions. There's the cadet beaver and penguin and they are all based on age so cadet being the um sixth to eighth graders beaver third to fifth graders and penguin the youngest of the group from first to second graders so if you are a parent of any of these children you 
kind of have a better idea of what those age limits are, but they go by grades here for whatever reason. They uh, have the, the cutoff time is from you're born between September 1st, 05 through August 31st, 08. That's the sixth to eighth graders and so on and so on. You know, James, if in fact they were to send someone after you for running afoul of the police athletic league, and if instead of in Pennsylvania, you found yourself on Oahu or Maui, I know who they'd send after you. Carry on. Will we get in trouble if we change our theme song to the Hawaii Five-O theme song? Probably, yes. It'll be worth it, though. We have no rights to that song. <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, they, they come close here. There's another a part of the league where if you wanted to sign up for an instructional program for four to 60-year-olds, it's $55. So you get the 50 plus five, five-o plus five. Sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, in, inflation. It's been, it's been a while since that show debuted. <laughs> That's true. And, uh, for the regular season, for the Cadet Beaver and Penguin play. I've got to say, I like Hawaii 5-5 more than Brooklyn 9-9. That's a hashtag hot take here on the podcast. Listen to your Uncle American Rhino. He knows what he's talking about. Of course, if we were talking about Wayne Gretzky playing for the contemporary Islanders, then I think I would like Brooklyn 9-9 quite a bit. True, true, absolutely. <laughs> well said. Sadly, that is not the thing of which we speak. No, it's going to be Belmont 9-9 soon anyway. But, um, I, j- I just don't find Andy Samberg funny. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't get him. I don't think it, like, I didn't think he was funny on SNL. I don't think he's funny on this. I don't get the humor. Yeah, to each his own, man. I um, suppose. But that's a uh, certain network for you. <laughs> if it's still on that network, I'm not even sure if they dropped it or not. But anyway. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so getting back to Pottstown. Oh, right. Yeah. The, the, the regular season for the Cadet, Beaver, and Penguin players, it goes from the weekend after Labor Day to the weekend before Thanksgiving. So that's a few months worth of fun, guaranteed deck hockey. Now, okay, I'm sorry. This is going to be another slight deviation from the topic at hand. Uh, what else is new? I know. But okay, I get Cadet. Because that's like, oh, you're a trainee. You're a young trainee in the PAL hockey program. I get that. What the deuce is with Beaver and Penguin? Penguin, okay, fine. It's in Pennsylvania, so that would make sense. Um, That's shameless pandering. It is. (laughs) And I do believe that Potsdown is closer to Pittsburgh than Philadelphia. I think it's much closer, as a matter of fact, if memory serves. But uh, Beaver, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't even speculate on that. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever. Move on. I'm just full of answers tonight, huh? Well, I'm asking stupid questions. So, you know, really, this is on me. No, no, no. You're asking a stupid person. So, listener out there, if you know any of these great questions of the American Rhino, please reach out. Let us know. He'll let you know how to contact us at the end of the podcast, as he always does. You should know by now. I'm sure all three of you that always listen every week, we love you and appreciate it. But anyway, if there's a, if you could tell a friend or a family member or somebody else, that would be appreciated too. And if that person would know, let us please share the the information. 
Well, you know, James, it's like I've long said. There are no stupid questions, only stupid people who ask them. <laughs> that's not fair. But so that's that's going on there. So in Potsdown for the for the season, yeah, maybe a representative from Potsdown or, or the, the PAL deck hockey could tell us himself that that would be helpful too. why why Cadet Beaver and Penguin. But, mm-hmm. You know what? If we do manage to land that interview, we can book him, Dano. Well done. And again, the teams are guaranteed at least 12 games apiece, and that includes double elimination playoffs. And also, if you need to rent equipment, you may. And there are four pieces of required equipment in this league. Helmet, elbow pads, leg pads, and gloves. And you do need your own stick, which, I mean, gosh, how can you play deck hockey without your own stick? We've talked about how important gear is. I dare say badly. Exactly. We do know some people that are so cheap, they don't buy their own sticks and always borrow one of ours and wear them down to the nub. But I I couldn't borrow somebody's stick and, and think I could play well. It would just feel so uncomfortable and foreign to me. But that's definitely if you're a novice or if you're first starting out in deck hockey, the first thing you need to do is go stick shopping. There are places like Hockey Monkey. You could actually go to a store, even Models or, or a Sports Authority and, and places like that, or if that even exists, or Dick's Sporting Goods, whatever. They do have some hockey sticks you could go check out because there's a lot that goes into picking a good stick. So I think that's really being more than reasonable. They don't even mention the sneakers. You, you should also have your own pair of sneakers, too, when you're playing. But If you need to rent the helmet, elbow pads, leg pads, and gloves, you may. And it's really cheap stuff, too. They don't charge you much for that. So They got all the uh, details taken care of. They've been doing it for going into their 32nd season now. Best of luck to all the players and participants. Play well and have fun. Players can also choose the goalie interest option on their registration. Ah, yes. I mean, you know. That, that's that's if you like having things shot at you, which, uh, you know, sane, sensible people probably don't. But, you know, the option's out there. I It doesn't say how much the goalie equipment would be. Maybe it's a situation like we talked about the last couple of weeks with the LaGrange Street Hockey League, where they will lend you goalie equipment for the duration of your time at the position. I don't know. It doesn't say. Use your imagination. Yeah, maybe they could contact Glenn and he could hook them up. And thank you, too, again, for mentioning that, American Rhino. Uh, Glenn did supply us with a couple of pictures of his vast collection. So we we tried to share those on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And he wasn't kidding. He wasn't exaggerating at all. So maybe if the uh, Potsdown Pal League needs a hand or two, reach out to LaGrange. They have it covered. Also, too, another a couple of very interesting stories that Glenn shared with us was that uh, somebody just popped up and, and... handed him some money and, and donated it and uh, somebody else donated some helmets and other gear too. And he says, that's just how it goes. People out of the kindness of their hearts, just give and want to give, especially hockey fans, how generous and, and they want to share the love and passion of the game. So it's doing well down there. LaGrange is doing an excellent job as is Potsdown PA. So keep it up and deck hockey is, is doing great and it should be. Yeah. And, you know, those pictures were very informative that Glenn sent us. We even, I think, got a a glimpse. If you look very carefully, I think one of the pictures shows his fabled drying system that he came up with to uh, to dry out the equipment with the like plastic sheeting and the racks and the, the 
well, they can't really see the space heater, but I assume it's there. So now we have a pretty good idea of how, 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 how he does it. Leave it to the detective American Rhino, because I was curious about that too, and I didn't notice it in the pictures, so that just goes to show you that the American Rhino has that sharp eye. Well done, sir. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's, that's what I'm here for. That's why you're a trusted goalie, too, let me tell you, so thank you. You gotta be able to see through traffic, James. That's part of the gig. <laughs> well done. Sure. And, uh, yeah, we'll wrap things up now with the uh, Milek people, the godfather of ball hockey, if you will, with the Milek Youth Cup ball hockey tournament that they had going on for five days. So Milek, they are, again, the uh, foremost expert in deck hockey and have supplied so much of the equipment over the years, even high-end sticks and stuff like that, too, which I was very happy to see that they uh, produce. But the official ball, and, and yes, the best ball puck that there is, is always a Milek one. So since they are always at the fore of what's going on with ball hockey and deck hockey, they uh, do that with the ball hockey tournament as well. I'm going to put on a tourney. You can't refuse. <laughs> yep. And uh, American Rhino, too, there was, we'll get into this in a minute, with, with all the participants that went around the country to go to Massachusetts and play in this league. But uh, one of the locals showed up. Lemonster Kid! That's right. As they said, and this was uh, My Like Hockey president Ricky LaPerriere was saying that uh, not only did people show up from Massachusetts, including... Lemonster Kid! Yeah, uh, but also players showed up from New Jersey, Pittsburgh, and Long Island, too. Philadelphia as well. And it was a great success again. As they said, they started back in 2012 with only 13 teams, which is pretty good, you know, considering. And now they, uh, I think it was the eighth annual Milek uh, Ball Hockey Tournament, they had 34 teams participating this year and over five days. So that was a lot of fun, a lot of players. Everybody enjoyed himself, herself. So hopefully, again, we were, we were following along on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter to see what was going on too. And um, it, it seemed like it was a real blast. And uh, all of the great deck hockey tournaments we've been talking about lately, this is one of them. You come to me looking to play. You come to me asking to register on this. The day of the Milek Cup. <laughs> yeah, you can't. on the day of uh, of the Godfather's Ball Hockey Tournament, he can't refuse any promise. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, I've got one, actually. I have a request, Godfather. <laughs> can you please explain to me the Penguin Division and the Beaver Division? What is up with that? <laughs> it's a matter of fact. The American Rhino comes up with another excellent point. Guess what? In the five-day tournament, there were three divisions. The seven- to nine-year-old division, the Penguin, the 10 to 12-year-old division, Beaver, 13 to 15-year-old division, Cadet. So I guess it's something that I just don't know in deck hockey. Is this like a, have we missed the boat on this, James? Is this like an accepted practice for naming different levels of deck hockey that we're just completely unaware of? Either that or it's just an amazing coincidence that in Massachusetts and Pennsylvania, that's the three divisions that they go with when you're talking deck hockey. It's not that in New York, at least not that I know of. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, uh, I, 
whatever. Taylor Hall's tournament didn't mention Beaver and Penguin and Cadet. That doesn't mean they didn't have them, though. It just didn't mention them. Fair enough. So for these three divisions, again, in the Milek Cup, they were guaranteed three pool play games. And then, of course, it goes. That's odd. That's a little odd, isn't it? I mean, you show up for a hockey tournament. You don't expect to be playing billiards. You you just you, you want to play hockey. I, I assume they also got to play some hockey. Yes, they did. Okay. Well, well good. Milek recently opened up a brand new facility with two deck hockey rinks in it. And that's how they were able to do this and do it over five days and play over the various hours and so on and so forth. So I don't know if there was an actual pool in there, too, somewhere, but. Was this on Milex campus or equivalent? I believe it was, yes. Well, and they only have two? Well, I mean, you know, the, the, they have the factories, I would imagine, where they build the equipment and put it all together. And then they have a separate building with two full-sized... Well, you're a hard guy to please, man. Well, I would think if only for R&D purposes, they would want to have some full-size ranks to, you know, get some games going and really beat that stuff in, but... I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> well, I want to join your deck hockey league. That's why nobody pays me the big bucks. <laughs> I just thought it was because I'm hanging around them, dragging it down with me. But anyhow, that's how it was. So, And then, yeah, I went into playoff divisions and all that other crazy complicated stuff. But they did a really great job posting everything, too, as it was fun to follow along that way. And the games were three 10-minute long Stop time periods with penalties, too, but penalties only lasted a minute as opposed to two. Mm. And I don't know how many were dulled out to it. You'd imagine in deck hockey, there aren't many penalties. Sometimes you have to get reminded about keeping the stick down and stuff from following through. But obviously, there aren't hits allowed and there's no tripping or elbowing and things of that nature. But I guess when uh, maybe you go a little bit too far after playing for a couple of games or something, you kind of need to get reeled in a little, but uh, penalties are one minute. I got to say, James, this is obviously not the same thing, but watching the RSHL summer shootout, as I have been the last few days, there were a surprising number of boarding calls in those games. Wow. that's I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. They play rough in the Carolinas. Yeah, boy, uh, I, I thought it was hard enough just to play in, in the Iron Man and in the summer shootout and all that stuff, but geez. Yeah, well, I mean, that's hockey for you. It is. It is. And, and anybody who wins those tournaments is well-deserved. And uh, I, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I can't even do it. Watching it, I get exhausted or intimidated. So forget about trying to participate in one of those tourneys. Okay, well, that that's fine. I don't I don't anticipate going down to the Milek Cup anytime soon, but if we do, we'll have to figure out if we're a beaver or a penguin or what have you. <laughs> I've been called much worse, so <laughs> we'll work on that for the next year. I'm a sloth. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> That'll do. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Okay, we're done here. Move along. Nothing to see. The podcast is over. I, like, I'm like Ferris Bueller at the end after the credits. Wait, you're still here? The podcast is over. Go to a different podcast. Why are you still listening? I'll tell you why you're listening. Because you love to hear us, us thank you every week. We do. And you deserve it. You deserve to be thanked for listening to this podcast. Because if it weren't for you, there wouldn't be no podcast. We also want to thank Anthony Sajazi for providing us with music to use on that there podcast. 
If you want to get in touch with us, James was talking earlier in the podcast about you getting in touch with us about various and sundry things. I'll tell you how to do it. You can do it by emailing us at hit the deck. Deck is spelled D-E-K. You can email us at hit the deck at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at hit the deck pod on Twitter. We are at hit the deck on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, you can go over to our YouTube channel. Keep an eye on that because uh, now might be a good time to subscribe to that because you never know what really, really interesting content might be coming up there in the next few weeks. Hint, hint, hint. So check that out. And while you're subscribing to things, subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcatcher you use, be it the Podbean app or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Uncle Lenny's podcast. I don't know. There's so many different <laughs> ways to get podcasts these days. Just we're probably there. Check to see if we're there. If we're not, tell us. We'll try to get there. But otherwise, we're probably there. Subscribe to us because we want you to have access to this podcast when it drops each and every week and not have to go looking for it. Not have to say, oh, I, I forgot all about it because I wasn't subscribed. Well, there you go. It'll be right there. Bob's your uncle. And so all that being said, James, is there anything you'd care to add? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Thank you to Uncle Bob and Uncle Lenny, too, by the way. <laughs> if you're looking for places to play deck. Check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, the DCSH and DCHL, and also please donate to LaGrange Hockey, and thank you for listening. Thank you, James. <laughs> Uncle Lenny's podcast. <laughs> and of course, dear listener, we will thank you, as always, here at the end to remember that whether your balls are orange, blue, or any color in between, whether you are a penguin or a porcupine, regardless of what you find yourself being or doing or having, we would always encourage you to remember, it's deck hockey, don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. They might someday have a chance. <laughs> Skeletor! He's mocking me, James. Well, every good guy does have an arch enemy, I guess. Keep your opinions to yourself, Bone Dome. Who invited him in? Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, well, James, I guess it just goes to show if you don't have a good reason to involve Skeletor on your podcast. You make one. <laughs> and that's how that goes. <laughs>